0: Thank you so much. Uh, Hi everyone, Uh, my name is Matt and I am in the School of Natural Resources and today I want to talk to you, uh, give you a brief story about biodiversity. And I think a lot of us when we think of biodiversity, we think of the tropical rainforests and plants and animals that are so numerous, we can't even name them, so abundant and so beautiful. But um, I really want to talk about uh, biodiversity uh, in this place right here. So I think a lot of times we don't necessarily think of biodiversity like a tropical rainforest when we think of this place we call home, but actually there's more there than meets the eye. And what I wanna talk to you about is how, if you look close enough at the plants and animals that are all around us, there are these little biochemical secrets that actually can make tremendous contributions to medicine, tremendous contributions to society And so what I want to talk to you about today is the 13-line ground squirrel. Now this is a pesky critter that a lot of people don't care for. It makes holes in gardens and cemeteries and golf courses. Some of you might remember um, an old Bill Murray movie called uh, Caddyshack, where there were some gophers that were making uh, holes in a golf course. Well, listen, that's what I study. And um, this is what they look like. You may have seen them around, Nebraska, if I'll hold them up to the camera right there, that's a 13-line ground squirrel. But the reason we study these guys is not necessarily because they're cute or because they're pesky, but because they do this, they hibernate. And hibernation, when that happens, there's all sorts of biochemical and physiological changes that occur that are, would not be survivable by most mammals, including you and I. We cannot live in these extremes. And let me tell you what some of these extremes are. A body temperature that goes from our normal 98.6 Fahrenheit to about freezing, what would be about 40, 41 degrees Fahrenheit. A heart rate that goes from 300 or 400 beats per minute, and by the way, that rapid heart rate is really common in small mammals, to one that's about five or six beats per minute. Oxygen consumption, that's about 2% of normal. Now, any one of those things, the low body temperature, which would be hypothermia, the slow heart rate, which would be terrible bradycardia and a heart attack, uh, the oxygen consumption, which would instantly give us a stroke, those would all be certain death for you and I. But these animals survive it fine. And because they do, to understand the biochemical secrets, primarily the genes that they express, the proteins that they make, and then how they remodel their entire physiology, actually can give clues to human medicine. So I have one right here just to show you. So this is a 13-line ground squirrel I have right here. And as you can see, uh, we're fortunate because usually the animal facility doesn't let us take these live animals out. But what they do is they curl up into a little ball like this. This one is particularly cooperative. He's allowing me to curl them up into this little ball, as you can see right here. And that's how they hibernate. Now, in terms of those major physiological changes I was mentioning, those can give rise to things that can be potential therapies, like a therapy for hemorrhagic shock that we've developed in my laboratory. Hemorrhagic shock is profound bleeding, and so the Department of Defense was very interested in the ability for ground squirrels to survive with low oxygen, so they funded us to study this particular phenomena and develop a therapy, a portable injectable, for soldiers that would be hit by a bullet and would lose a lot of blood. Because it was portable, they could take it on their body wherever they go, whether that could be like a remote mountaintop in Afghanistan, a village in Iraq, they would have this particular tool with them, but it's all based on hibernation physiology. One of the things that's really attractive about Nebraska is that um, there's certain things that we can do, but one of the things that we can do is get these guys right out in the field, like this particular one was found uh, near a golf course in Oahu, but then also cemeteries in Mead. These are the sorts of places where we get these guys. Another technology that we're um, hoping to pursue is one of organ preservation. When you think of organs and transplantation, organs can only be stored for a small amount of time before they have to go into the recipient. So that time from donor to recipient usually is only one day. Imagine if you could make it two days, you could establish organ banks. And so that's the kind of thing that I want Nebraskans to know about one of their own little critters. Thank you.